Hey there, welcome to Narrative Society. My name is Josh Bull and I'm so excited to be sharing this podcast with you. We live in a world full of stories, but our life is telling a story. And so that's what this podcast is all about, finding the power in our stories. And so in this first season, I want to share with you a little bit of my story, specifically around death, grief, and loss. So make sure you subscribe and get ready for the Narrative Society podcast. Thought it would be fun to do a bit of a bonus episode today and uh, just sit down, have a bit of story time with the people of the internet and the Narrative Society crew. Uh, I don't know why I called you the Narrative Society crew, but this is the Narrative Society podcast and I thought uh, I would like to sit down, have a little bit of story time. Uh, I've got some feedback that people enjoy the bonus episodes. If not, it just helps my brain compartmentalize my thoughts that uh, seem to be always scattered and I'm always thinking. And so this is more just a therapy time for Josh Bull to vocalize. And it's like I'm sharing my deep down intimate thoughts of my life with a microphone that then goes on your phone and then you listen to it and you judge my thoughts and my storytelling. But hey, that's uh, the beauty of podcast. Whoever wants to listen can listen and uh, hopefully they like it. And if not, I enjoy doing it and that's uh, a good fun time to be. So a bit of story time. I'm going to hit three very random top, like three very different topics and try and interweave them together. And I have not practiced this at all. So it's rough as guts. I'm going to talk about Russia and Ukraine, slightly heavy topic. I'm going to talk about a Morgan Wallen concert for all you country music people. And I'm going to talk about Shane Warne, the cricket player's death, and just compartmentalize them while pushing them all together and just uh, telling some stories over the past like literal week of my life. So um, let's just dive into like the heaviness of Ukraine and Russia. And so last Friday... Um, I'm sitting at a cafe, um, on my computer and in this cafe on the screen is just the imagery of the horrific things that are taking place in Ukraine. And I'm just on the verge of tears because I can't even, I don't even have the ability to imagine what that's like. I, I, Taylor and I had had conversation about I don't even know what I would do if what is taking place in the Ukraine and if I was there and and how do you even go to the border and and as a man say goodbye to your wife and children and like kiss them goodbye and pray for their safety and you just don't know when you're going to see them again or if you're going to see them again. And it's just so hard to even fathom that that is a reality right now in the world. But so sadly, it is. And so on Friday morning, my mind is just racing because I'm just thinking about this situation in the world and how horrific it is that humanity can do this. Um, And I'm texting some of my friends and... Um, just trying to, yeah, process it in with the community that I'm in. And I'm thinking about in, in the 
book of Matthew where you read about Jesus going from city to city and he looks amongst the people and he says like they are sheep without a shepherd and he feels this deep compassion for humanity. And I just, I pray that we as humans would be marked with deep compassion for humanity, that um, in myself living in America and it's just so... Um, you you watch the news and and it, but it's so hard to so hard to fathom what that's like because then you walk outside and it's just like the sun's out you're doing your thing and life keeps going on but right now on the other side of the world there's the atrocity like the the deep pain of humanity is on full display the brokenness of the world is on full display. And here I am in America, this Aussie living in South Carolina uh, in this part of the world. And I'm just, I feel helpless. Like, what do I do? And I'm so grateful to be a part of a church community that's uh, responding quickly and trying to partner with organizations through um, financially with resources. And we also currently have some pastors who are, who are there helping. And we have um, some churches that we're partnering with. And it's like, there's practical things that we're doing in the short term, but also just feeling pressed to do something. So me and some friends uh, decided to try and just get together and pray. And it sometimes feels like prayer can be like a Hail Mary response of just like, all right, like I can't do anything, but I'm going to pray. But I've just learned in life to not just the cheesy saying of prayer is not our last resort, but our first response. Um, but I've just learned to, I just want to live a life of prayer because in essence, prayer is communion with God. And it's not just, I'm going to pray and do something. It's like, no, I'm going to live in a constant place of prayer and communion with God and, and live from that a place of abiding. And so um, we, we on Friday morning, I'm texting some friends and we decide to get together to do like this prayer gathering on Sunday night and throw it up on Instagram. And, and on, on Sunday night, we plan to take communion and pray for Ukraine and the people of Ukraine. And um, that was such a humbling moment of, of we got into this building and people traveled from different places to come and pray and way more people than I ever expected. Like we just threw an open invite out, but so many people came that I wasn't expecting to come. And it was just a humbling moment that, that a group of people is just begging God to move uh, in Ukraine right now. And knowing that we're just a small, 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 tiny, tiny, tiny percent of the world that's kind of coming to attention to just begging God to move in Ukraine and in Europe and for the people. And I just kept feeling and, and praying like, God, I don't want to miss this moment. I don't want to miss what you're doing. I don't have the answers. I don't even know necessarily the right response, but I want to uh, appropriately get on my knees and beg you to move. That I have learned personally in my life in personal circumstances, and I've talked about a bunch in this podcast of grief, just like God undeniably meets people in pain. Like everything we believe about God, whenever it's put to the test in moments of suffering, always come through to be true. 
And God's not scared of it. And I believe this breaks God's heart and it is so far from the heart of God. Um, But I just believe that God works mysteriously and redemptively through the brokenness of humanity. And I don't want to miss this moment that I pray if, if you are a follower of Jesus listening to this, get on your knees and pray. Get on your, your face and beg God to move. Ask God to search our hearts. This is what I'm praying daily. Like, God, search my heart. If there's anything in me that is not of you, would you take it from me? God, if there's anything in me that that, uh, has pride built up and ego built up that um, makes me not feel deep compassion for humanity in this moment, take it out. Because this is a moment in time and a moment on history that we will look back on. And I pray that above all, Christians, followers of Jesus would be known for the way we love one another. And that's just been the things that have been running through my mind right now. I have um, some connection with people who are uh, in in Poland and, and hearing some stories of just like what God's doing there there right now with refugees. And I just, I am fully confident in the power of God at display through followers of Jesus in the world. Like this is the time for the church to shine. And would we not just be stuck in our busyness of life in, for me living in America or you in Australia or wherever you're listening to this, that we miss the moment that we're in. Like we, we can't just keep being like, on the, the the rat wheel of life, just running, 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 wake up, have breakfast, go to work, come home, do the kids, put the kids to bed, go to sleep and just keep doing our thing and miss what God's God might be trying to do in this moment. And so I would encourage us, and this is, I, I feel like I'm preaching more than I'm storytelling, but dude, I'm passionate about this. Like I want to, in this moment of time, to, to, to have a posture that is pure in heart so I can see God clearer at work in, in the world right now and uh, be o- obedient to the little leadings of the Holy Spirit that um, can, can impact the, the place where my feet reside right now while believing God to move miraculously on the other side of the world. And whatever small part I can play, whether that's trying to gather a prayer meeting together or what, what might it be, I just hope collectively we would uh, say yes and be obedient to the leading of God in this time. And so I, I, I hate what's happening in Ukraine. I don't want to just get numb to it. I don't want to just think that's their problem over there. I'm here. There's nothing I can do. That's the last thing I want to do. I want, I want to keep deep compassion for humanity, not just in Ukraine, but for the person down the street or my neighbor across the road. I want to have deep compassion that wells up in me for the, 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 the human beings that are made in the image of God around me. And would I um, be transformed into the image of Jesus daily, looking less like Josh Bull's selfish ways and and slowly over time that God would transform the way I think, my character, my actions of my life. And I pray that it would be true of the communities around us. 
And so a hard pivot now, but it was just a crazy part of my past weekend. So everything's happening in Ukraine and it's and it's horrific and heartbreaking. And then my butt found myself in an arena on Saturday night uh, at a Morgan Wallen concert. Now, um, I'm going to show my, my Aussie card right now slash my full unawareness of the country music scene. Um, and this is kind of a, a funny story, but I think it was also like a really interesting insight into uh, where I live in the world. So, um, uh, fun, fun fact. I had, I had no idea who Morgan Wallen was. I didn't even know what he looked like, um, until I'm standing really at this concert on Saturday night. Um, one of my buddies, he plays, uh, for Morgan Wallen in his band. And so, um, we're, we're really tight with him and his wife. And so they got us tickets to come to this concert and we were really excited to like cheer him on and go to this concert. And it was funny when we, uh, got given these tickets, I started telling some of my friends and they're like, dude, like, do you know who Morgan Wallen is? And he, I'm like, dude, I got no idea. And then I, then apparently he's got this song up, down, up, down. And, and I remember one time being on a boat with my friends listening to country music and, and, uh, just rocking out to up, down, up, down. Don't even know what the song's about, but had some funky tunes. And, uh, anyway, uh, had heard that, um, Morgan had been through a bit of a, a challenging stretch. The public apparently put him on, on blast and, um, I'm, but everyone's like raving about his music and I'm like, great, like I'll go. And a funny, uh, part of the story is I am, um, I've lived, lived enough life now to have many of an opportunity to go to a concert in my life, but I've never, ever, ever gone to an arena concert before. I've been to plenty of good old <laughs> Hillsong conferences in an arena or church conferences, but never in my life have I gone to see an artist um, in, a, in a like full-blown arena concert. So this was like I was a concert vi- uh, vi- virgin. I'm making that that uh, st- statement up on the spot. But so this is like my first ever big show I'm going to and I'm, I'm pumped. But I also like truthfully... Uh, I'm not the biggest country music guy. Like I don't love country music. Probably for the past four years of my life living in America have um, enjoyed throwing complete shade on country music. Like it's just not at all my vibe. Uh, But I got to be honest, old Morgan won me over on Saturday night. But anyway, uh, we're going to this this, uh, concert and, and we go grab some pizza beforehand with my buddy's wife. Um... Uh, while he's obviously at the stadium getting ready for the show. And we go to the arena um, and I am just, I can't help but just start laughing at how out of place I look because like it is slammed with people. Like the the line is wrapped around the arena outside and it's, I'm driving past seeing people with their cowboy hats, the cowboy boot pants, their uh, khaki, not khaki, like, uh, flannels and checkered shirts. And I just don't at all fit in. I've got on denim boots, a denim jacket wearing all black. And I am like a city boy who doesn't fit in and I'm just laughing, but I'm like, mate, this is where I live. Like, this is a perfect example of, um, 
just a representation of good old South Carolina with the cowboy boots and the 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 trucks we call them Utes in Australia and just the big acreage and mate this is this is the prime time for South Carolina to shine you know big conservative area and you can't tell us what to do that's what I joke about Americans and they they love freedom I love freedom too. I'm not trying to get all uh, uh, whatever, whatever. I don't care. This is my, my podcast, so I'll talk about whatever. But touchy subject. Keep moving. Um, uh, so anyway, we're at this thing, and I'm just dying laughing. Like I'm 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 we're we're outside now, trying to get our tickets coming inside, and I just feel like I stick out like a th- sore thumb. Then I go inside, and I'm seeing people that I know in there, and they're dressed up in their country vibe outfits, and I I just still don't fit in. And I'm just thinking that this is a great display of humanity. Like I'm seeing everyone at their rawest, most prime living stage. There are about a thousand Bud Lights everywhere I look. People are throwing them down left, right, and center. And uh, it was just a great time. And so we we get in. The, we we were fortunate enough to be given like pit uh, tickets. And so we're like relatively close to the stage. And like the pit was where this is like people are just vibing like. Uh, they're doing country like dancing and and kind of just doing their thing and and just vibing and just got these big bud lights and throwing them down and I just I'm I'm kind of weird I don't know about you but like I love people watching like it's it's the most amazing I could do it all day long and kind of be a creeper and just watching how people respond and act and but dude we're in there and and the, the opener for um Morgan Wallen was Hardy and uh I don't know if how well old Hardy know how well Hardy is known but dude the place had had the arena pumping like it it everyone was losing their mind and and I got to be honest like I was absolutely all in on it like he their band was phenomenal the the guy could work work an arena and I I'm loving it cuz cuz your boy does love like a big arena I've been in plenty of arenas for for church things and and uh I I love just the the power of when everyone's singing together I was like this is this was such a cool moment and I'm absolutely loving it like just thriving with old boy Hardy and, and the guy won me over no doubt big fan of old Hardy and uh, their band was was stellar. And then we like pause, like after his show, and and people are already just losing their mind. Chan and USA, and I just felt like, mate, I'm this is prime time South Carolina on display. And as the Aussie just living in the country, I'm like, these Americans, they absolutely love their country, and it's it's amazing to watch. <laughs> and. Um, then the we have a little intermission before uh, the actual Morgan Wallen show begins, and Taylor is obviously very pregnant, and she sends me to go find her a uh, drink of water, and I and I um, our friends had told us like when he was going to be on stage, so I knew I had about twenty minutes, and every man and his dog from the stadium decides they want to go get a Bud Light, and so. Um, I the the lines are just insanely long and I, I'm just trying to get my wife a water. <laughs> and so I line up in this big line and I'm in a line and I just again feel like the odd guy out. People are talking to me like, man, you're so excited for Morgan Wallen and that's my uh, South Carolina accent. And I'm like, yeah, man, really excited. And they're like, what's your favorite song? And I'm like, I got to be honest, don't really know a song. And people are looking at me like, get out of here. You don't belong. And I said, I know I don't belong, but I'm in this huge line. People are just throwing down the Bud, bud Lights. 
and I'm kind of laughing to myself and I, I, I really do. Um, I'm laughing because like in the South, it's, it's like, I'm like all a bunch of these people are going to be in church tomorrow morning. Cause like in the South, I feel like plenty of people just go to church because they feel like they have to go to church and they're just getting plastered with this Morgan Wallen show. But I'm just, just loving watching people on full display and have so much love for all these people just vibing out whether right or wrong. Um, anyway, so I get to the end of this line and, and I'm like, can I please have a water? And like, they're like, sorry, sweetheart, we're out of water. And it's like, oh my gosh, are you serious? I've spent forever in this line. So I can't even buy water. Then I jump in another line and finally get through, get my wife for water. And then I'm about to go down to Morgan Wallen and bump into some more people that I know. And I just am having the time of my life catching up with all these people because it's like the country like outfits I felt like brought out a pure side of the South Carolinians, you know, like it's, it was, it was awesome. People are laughing, just, uh, all the cool parts of being in the South was on display and people were just having the time of their lives. Anyway, we get in and, uh, the first Morgan begins playing and the first song he sings is, I think the song's called Sand in My Boots, which absolutely crushed. He's just on a piano, piano, phenomenal voice. And the arena is just losing its mind, like just going crazy for this song. And I, me and Taylor are trying our best to go crazy, but we don't know a lyric of, of this guy's stuff, songs. And uh, But man, the show begins and I, we're just absolutely vibing. And this arena is going crazy. And it was a phenomenal show, like... Uh, props to the Morgan Wallen crew and band. And it was a great show. Anyway, we go fast forward all of, all of that to say, um, we go home and we're talking, we're up to like one o'clock in the morning talking with my buddy who's in the band and just like kind of hearing some of the behind the scenes life of what, what, what they do and just hear hearing kind of what it's like on the road, traveling on the bus all around the country on this, on this tour. Um, hearing like that they stay at the, the arena till two o'clock in the morning um, so that they can get on the buses and, and have their body clocks like sleep th- on the bus ride home so that they don't have to, um, when they're traveling home like to Nashville or so they don't have to wake up at four o'clock. And it's like, dude, these guys run on another body clock of, of obviously their, their whole careers are based around nighttime. And it's just like, super impressive and kind of hearing some of the, some of the funny stories of behind the scenes of, of like travel life on, on the bus and playing Mario Kart till four o'clock in the morning or whatever they're doing. But I, I also just, again, in that moment, like stood in this arena and I'm contemplating, like thinking about the Morgan Wallen show and just like, there's probably 16,000 people in that room and everyone was losing their mind in the cowboy boots, cowboy hats, whatever they're called for this show. And I just remember like having this takeaway moment of just like feeling again, deep compassion for humanity. Even that weekend, you've got Ukraine's like going through the mess it's going through. I'm in a Morgan Wallen show where people are just losing their mind, pounding some Bud Lights. But I also am fully aware that in this room of 16,000 people, every single person in that stadium has stories. Every single person in that, um, stadium has difficulties, marriage hardships they're going through. I'm sure death and grief that they're facing. And it's just like their one night of having fun, being a part of this show. And I'm again, just deeply moved with compassion of, of, of man, 
the world needs Jesus. And would we, in, in the fun, crazy moments of life, like going on Morgan Wallen show, not knowing any of the lyrics and just having a fun night, or for the, for the sweet people of Ukraine who are just in this horrific moment or just the everyday moments of life, having compassion and trying to soak in every moment that we're in. And then that leads me to uh, today finding out the news that Shane Warne ha- has had passed away from a heart attack at 52 years old. And for all you Americans who, who probably don't know who he is, he was like my sporting uh, hero growing up. He was, he's, he's the greatest leg spin bowler uh, in the world for cricket. Cricket's kind of like baseball for you Americans. Go uh, Google it, watch it. It's amazing. Big cricket fan. But I, I just, man, heard this news that he passed away in his sleep uh, from, from a heart attack and just was gutted because I'm, I'm, I immediately just went to thinking through like, how are his family? Cause, and I just immediately was triggered thinking about my mom who died when she was 48 years old from same, not necessarily a heart attack, but her heart just stopped, uh, from a valve collapsing and just was again, kind of shaken to my core of like, man, would we not miss a moment? Would we not miss, uh, the day that we have right in front of us because tomorrow is not guaranteed but we live so much of our life worrying about tomorrow and missing the sacredness of the mundane moments in front of us each and every single day and it just again kind of put me shook me to my core as like man I've got today and today for me is is relatively an ordinary day I read I read my bible this morning I, I did breakfast with my son he went to his daycare for a few hours so I got away and read and did, did a little bit of work and he's now down for a nap and I'm recording this and then this afternoon we're going to hang out as a family and not do anything too crazy and maybe catch up with a couple friends this afternoon and tonight and um but I just want to soak in these moments I want to soak in the stories of our lives and and so I say this to say whether it's the the horrific nature of of Ukraine and would we have deep compassion for humanity or whether we're having funny moments at a Morgan Wallen concert not forget that that every single human being that we looked at has a story of what runs around in my brain if you're still here and listening to this you're an absolute champion and um yeah man i always enjoy doing these podcasts it's a fun creative outlet some people like to do poems some people like to do painting i like to tell stories because that's my favorite thing to do but all of those things are storytelling because everyone's life is telling a story and do we see the power in it not to be cheesy but it's true all right that's all for today's episode love you guys see you on the next episode bye Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I wanted to let you know that I've created a free resource for you. It's a grief toolkit that you can download at joshuabull.org. So go grab that and I'll see you on the next episode.